Hello there, everybody. Welcome to Right in the Nerds. Uh, I say, got an interesting topic for you this evening, but before we get to that, uh, I am here, Cody, as always, with... Ray BG today. Unfortunately, Eli could not join us, or Kager, uh, could not join us for this rousing edition, and uh, <laughs> we kind of decided on the topic at the last minute anyway, but it's one that... Honestly, we don't really need a whole lot of introduction to because it's probably the one thing on earth that everybody knows. And when we say everybody, we mean everybody. It's like it's a franchise starter. It was before. Well, actually, yeah, technically it was before the franchise even started that made it popular. Um, He's he and his brother. It originally it was him, but then his brother came later when it when it became his series. I mean, yep. I'm just I'm, I know I'm delaying the, the the intro to this, but but you know already, like they, we we know already where we're going with this. As soon as he even said his brother, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, we know him, we love him. He's a plumber. It's Mario. Oh, Mario! Right, like the the guy who is perpetually bamboozled by toads telling them that the princess is in another castle. Uh, yeah, that we're talking about everybody's favorite mustachioed plumber. Uh, Mario Mario. Yeah. I call him the abuser of, of the Kong. <laughs> oh, that's right. Because that, yes, Rayshon brings up a very, very good point in that the fact the original Donkey Kong game, it was established that Donkey Kong got free and stole Paulina, his girlfriend, uh, because he was pissed off at his very poor treatment by his owner, Mario. <laughs> or sorry, Jumpman. Jumpman. Mario's full official name is Mario Jumpman Mario. Yes. But that's okay, though, because, you know, after the Mario Brothers came out, he upgraded to Princess Peach. So, hey, yeah. what can you say? <clears throat> well, even Daisy kind of gets thrown into the mix in there a little bit, too. True. Uh, so... Luigi kind of gets his seconds on that one. True. Yeah, sadly. <laughs> Luigi's the brother that will never, ever get his proper dues. And for some <laughs> reason has been made into like a combination of chicken slash dipshit throughout the rest of the series. Well, like, I think he's the unofficial mascot. I mean, I know, I know a lot of people want to say that Yoshi is the mascot, but I think Luigi is like technically the mascot. Yeah, I got to say, <laughs> I, I always like Luigi better. Yeah, Luigi is awesome. Growing up, plus I kind of I had a hard time with Yoshi because watching Mario punch him in the back of the head to get his tongue to come out was also <laughs> kind of abusive. It Animals. was it was disturbing. The first time you see that, you can't unsee it. <laughs> People, and that's what what that's what Donkey Kong was thinking when he um, kidnapped Daisy in the, in the beginning. So <laughs> yeah, or maybe. There could be a little bit more to that too. Is like I just seen him kick Yoshi randomly off a cliff. I'm next. <laughs> there like. You go. You know, get the fuck out, Yoshi. Like, you served your purpose in this level. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, what? Mario gets his first start, kind of as we mentioned, with Donkey Kong in the arcade. I think know? back in 81, was it? Somewhere around there. Yeah. It was, you know, it was around the time of the Atari era. Yep. Mario predates me because, you know, we, we've nearly had him for 40 years now. Yeah, uh, it- yeah, according to what I just saw back in Donkey Kong was released back in July of eighty one. So yeah, I mean, wow, Mario. Yeah. You're only a year younger than me. So and <laughs> and we'll get into kind of one of my basic theories about Mario later on, which actually has a big basis in Donkey Kong, just in terms of establishing timelines. Mm-hmm. Um 
which, by the way, the original Donkey Kong, as a lot of people, I would hope, who listen to this are aware, is actually Cranky Kong. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, the Mario and Cranky have an established history. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll see that play out sometime in Super Smash Brothers because I'd like to see a little bit of revenge be had every now and then. And again, I want to give, and again, also thanks for the creator of Donkey Kong, um, who also had a hand in the Mario Brothers, um, Shigeru Miyamoto, yes. or yes. Miyamoto, sorry about that sorry. pronunciation. That, that man is single-handedly the creator of Nintendo as a gaming empire. Yes. Nintendo's been around since the 1880s. Uh, mm-hmm. They, you know, had various businesses. They manufactured. They they had hotel businesses for a while. They manufactured the. Uh, God, I'm probably going to mispronounce this, but Hanufada cards. Okay. Um, they were very popular in that for a while, and then, you know, Miyamoto, God bless him, kind of what in the '80s comes up with the idea like this video game craze is catching on. Mm-hmm. Let me try something. And sure enough, he gives us Mario, he gives us Zelda, he gives us Metroid, he gives us... Oh, goodness, Metroid. Oh, he gosh. gives us every first-party fucking title that Nintendo enjoys to this day. Yeah. Or at least plays a producer capacity in 95% of their stuff. Right, that's true. <clears throat> that's facts, people. Facts. And he created... <laughs> in, the, in the introduction of Mario, he created one of the most ubiquitous characters in all of gaming. Mario has over 200 games in his franchise alone. Wow, really? Yeah, supposedly. And, I mean, of course, that's counting Japanese releases that didn't make it over here. Right. Um, I mean, think about all the Mario Karts, Mario Sports games, Mario Parties. Yeah. Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. Yeah. That kind of stuff, like, and God knows a new release. And then Smash Brothers in the newer generations of um, Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you take into account times he's been referenced or cameoed in other games, then it goes well into the thousands. Okay. I I believe. I've seen that number before. I want to say it was around 1,200. I could be wrong. Feel free to fact check me. I'm I'm not offended because if it ain't that, it's close. So basically, he's the cloud of Nintendo. I mean, yeah. So he's what? <laughs> in, in Tenet, like even in... Tennis on the NES, he's the referee. Yes, that's true. Like, he shows up everywhere. Yeah. This this dude is... Yeah, Nintendo's... Nintendo's a bright spot. He is the... He's the cash cow. Which, granted, all of their games are money makers, so long as they're first party. Anything that, you know... Yeah, they've, they've been awesome with the first party stuff. Um... And I understand why they did the whole um, Sonic the Hedgehog thing because you know Genesis and all yeah. that Nintendo backing, and which led to PlayStation being created and all. So yeah, I, I get that. Yep. <laughs> that yeah, still one of the uh, one. It's weird because as many missteps as Nintendo has, uh, they still somehow come out on top. I mean, they screwed up with the PlayStation thing. They didn't win a console war for a couple generations afterward because, well, the GameCube didn't catch on as well. Yeah. Uh, the Wii happened and brought them back, but then the Wii U stumbled hard. Well, I think Nintendo 64 brought them back to a degree. It was a good it, platform. Oh, Nintendo 64 was an amazing platform. As a matter of fact, and I still played Nintendo 64. Super Mario 64 was a trailblazer. That's the Raccoon Tail one, right? No. Yeah. Um, he actually didn't have anything in that. 
okay. didn't get mushrooms. You didn't get shit in that except for his fists, good old fashioned butt stomp. Oh and, yeah, uh, butt stomp. <laughs> yeah, awesome. backflips and triple jumps. Yeah. Um, which I shouldn't say triple jump. It's just you jump three times in a row, and then you get that weird front flip. He jumps a little higher. Raccoon Tail was more of those three. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the Tanuki Tanuki suit comes in in three. Um, and then the power to throw beats in two. Yes. Which that was, was so only a reskin of a different game because I think it was Mario the Lost Levels was technically supposed to be Mario 2. Right. But it never got released in America. I didn't really like Mario 2, but that's that's just me. It was, it was weird. It was different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was different. Although it did give us Birdo. Yeah. Which is uh, Yoshi's apparently romantic interest or they tried to make that out to be that way um yeah mario's done everything though from i mean he's even had some shitty cdi games which as we know on this podcast is a very sore spot with me (laughs) yeah that's true because i've played mario hotel and that game can go fuck itself in every way (laughs) i just want you like i've played the cdi more than most people have like if you grew up You know, I I was born in 87, so, you know, if you grew up around that same time, if you didn't play the CDI, I salute you because, (laughs) you know, that's the earliest childhood trauma I can remember, (laughs) thankfully. The other stuff I've repressed, but for some reason that comes out. You know, he had had some cartoons. They had a cartoon with the Mario Brothers Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. I remember those. Those were funny, actually. Uh, Are you talking about the one with Captain Lou Albano? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do the Mario. Yeah. <laughs> Special guest appearances by Cindy Lopper and yeah, I God. And then um also they had that that whack movie on um, Mario Brothers with um John Leguizamo, I wanna say was it? Bob Hoskins, and Bob yes. Hoskins. And Dennis Hopper. Yes. Yeah, even as a, I mean, it's it's a nerd, it's nerd fun for me to watch that movie, but it, it really wasn't all that great. No, <laughs> you took it was nothing like the game because somehow the Mushroom Kingdom was steampunk, and yeah. the king when he got de evolved just turned into a fungus that spread over the entirety of the land. Yeah, which yeah. is weird, especially when Daisy, which they call her Daisy in the movie. So Daisy is just like, yeah, that's my dad. I'm like, how do you know that? Like, I know you saw him get de-evolved, but why would you think that he's everywhere after that? Right, exactly. But, yeah, there's... Mario is weird in the fact that it's the same gameplay every time, nearly. It is, basically, yeah. But we love it. It's one of those that somehow is weird... Pastel colored world is absolutely amazing. So for me, my experience with Mario, Mario was on one of the first games that I played on a system where you could swim, and you had a time limit because if you stayed in the water too long, you would die because you know oxygen deprivation. That to me, switching from Atari from a game system like Atari um, to something that I have an environment that's actually affecting me mm-hmm. as a player, that was a huge jump. And that I love that. I think that's one of the reasons why I like playing Mario when you're swimming underwater, going through the pipes, getting the coins, and you know, oh, I got a certain amount of time. I need to find where I need to go in order to escape. Yeah. So I mean, Mario, it it, it introduced right. new environments and trials in game systems that had not been there before. Right. It, it's <clears> weird because Mario, at a lot of his introductions, like 
like you kind of mentioned earlier, it's been a trailblazer. Mm-hmm. He has, I mean, it was one of the first context sensitive controls for a joystick in a console, which was Super Mario 64. Yeah. Um, you know, cause this was back really before the dual shock and the PlayStation had caught on. Um, and mm-hmm. even at that, they weren't exactly context sensitive. Like you tilted the stick forward. Your guy just went, same level, but Mario, you tilt that stick a little bit, he walks, gets a little faster, right. a little faster, and all of a sudden it's full sprint. Right. You know, like it, <laughs> but, um, but then you look at everything else that's come along with Mario, to, you know, um, trying to think, Yoshi Safari was one game that stands out to me. Yeah, but I don't really, I don't really remember it because it wasn't that. It wasn't my thing. You used the light gun. You could shoot Yoshi in the back of the head by accident, which was weird because you could just keep blasting him, just kill yourself. I don't know why you would do that, but I... People are suicidal. Yeah, I I guess, but um, he's a character that somehow, because I I draw a very distinct... um, It's a divergence between Sonic and Mario. Okay. In the transition to 3D. Yeah, that's true. Because Sonic kind of sucked in 3D for a while. Yeah. Like, I okay, Sonic Adventure 2 will still remain one of my favorite games of all time. Because, I, I don't know, I just love it. I don't know why. The music's good. Uh, at least the soundtrack was good. But Mario never had a single bad 3D outing that I can remember. Like... Super Mario 64, easily one of the best games ever made. Uh, Super Mario Sunshine, weird, but also really good. Um, And then what came after Sunshine? Was it Galaxy, I think? Super Mario Galaxy and Super Mario Galaxy 2? Interesting. And it took the gameplay in different directions each time. So, but then you still get your side-scrolling platformers like New Super Mario Bros. Wii... New Super Mario Bros. Wii U, and those, so they still go back to the classic formula, and it still works. Yet Sonic could not do the same thing. Right. And I don't know why that is. I I think it was the speed aspect, maybe. It just, Sonic seemed slower in his 3D outings. It just wasn't. Well, so. And it got cornier. It did. I think when, I think there was like a, a Mario type it was definitely a Mario type game. Um because you know they introduced Tell as a sidekick. Yeah. Um and then they start introducing but I think it was just um I don't know. I don't know. I, I think maybe it's because Mario had a had had a um goal. You were trying to rescue the princess mostly all the time. Yeah. Whereas in Sonic it was just collect the rings and stop the you know Stop Dr. Robotnik from destroying your or catching your friends and turning them into a freaking robo whatever. Yeah. As far as maybe that's why I like Sonic Adventure 2 so much, is because like you're trying to prevent like well, it's not even Robotnik. It's you you wind up working together with Robotnik at the end to not destroy the freaking planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like it it works. Maybe that maybe that is I think Mario just had that I'm I'm going to save the princess type things and people like to play, I'm going to save the I'm, I'm the man or the woman trying to save the, the heroine or, or, it, the, or the hero. It also kind of helps you as a silent <laughs> protagonist, too. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, you know, it's kind of why FPSs exist. Like, you're the hero. You're... And also... Nobody's inserting dialogue for you. 
Legend of Zelda works because Link doesn't say shit aside from yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> and also you gotta understand too, Mario was a multi-powered superhuman or super being. Oh, he yeah. would touch the fire flower. He could turn. He could spit fire at his hands. At least that's where you think it came from. He would touch a mushroom. He would grow the you know ten man or a tall this tall or figured he was. He would um, catch a feather and he could fly. I mean, he could get a cape or he get or, or okay. he get the raccoon suit depending on you know. So I think whereas Mario was multifaceted as far as powers, and they actually there was actually a um, ar- archetype of to what power he has, yeah. what you consider the strongest power or the star. He would get the star power and be super invincible, can run through anything. Right. Sonic only had his speed. That's true. Okay. Sonic didn't really have any other power. Us. A spin dash. That's it. And, yeah. Exactly. So I think that it was just Mario was more diverse in his skills, his abilities, and who he was trying to save and, and his goal. I should say. Sure. I guess there is more gameplay <clears throat> dimensions than just run straight ahead. There you go. Like the different enemies get defeated different ways, which you have that in Sonic as well. But at the same time, for the most part, if you can't jump on them, you spin dash them. But Mario might not always work out that way. You right. might have to grab one by the tail or just jump over them, crush them down another shell, slam them forward. Yeah. Or you just can't do anything at all. Yeah. Get the hell away from them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, even the other games like Super Mario Bros. 3 added where you could pick them up and run and right. kind of kick the shells forward. It was like bowling, man. That was awesome. Right. <laughs> I remember the little trick where you grab a shell, you'll kick the... Um, the turtle had a shell. You grab another shell, and you make them hit each other. You get a one up. That was freaking awesome. Oh yeah, there was nothing. There, there was almost nothing more gratifying than kicking them down a row, and you could hear that that gradual build up to the one up noise. That did it, did it, it. Yeah, like it. It was fucking great. I always love that that boss sound though. Yep. Which, when you mentioned the underwater levels earlier, the underwater theme. Still one of my favorite like pieces of video game music yep. because of the fact that it just seems ridiculous and almost like carnival like. And the flying cheap cheeps in the original game still haunt me. Oh wow. <laughs> well, when I was young like it's no problem for me now. You just keep running, they can't catch you. But when I was younger, like I hadn't figured that shit out. So every time I got to that level, I'm like, alright, well here's where I lose all my lives. Yep. Fuck me. And to be honest, I'm going to give Mario credit, too. Mario, um, this may not, may not have been anything new, but Mario was my first introduction into games that when you play, literally, the game was Capture the Flag. Because Mario Brothers 1, every time you went to take down a castle, you would catch the flag. Like, you'd take that flag down of, of Bowser's crew, and, oh, yeah. and after you beat him, you'd raise your flag. So I think that concept also was something that kept the franchise new because... To me, that was my first introduction into that type of gameplay. Oh, yeah. And that was... um, I mean, I got to admit, the Koopas in that game had some strange ideas behind... Yeah, behind (laughs) what they were supposed to be doing to stop Mario, because just flinging fireballs and jumping straight up and down is definitely not the right way to go about (laughs) shit a lot of the time. But then at the end, when they start throwing hammers, I remember it's like level five when they start actually throwing hammers. And the first time you hit that, whenever, you know, you're a kid playing, you're just like, what the fuck is this? Like, I, yeah. all I had to do was run under you. Now I got to dodge hammers, too? Screw you. But if you notice, there's a pattern. Oh, yeah. Always a pattern. Yeah, there's a pattern to that. It was, yeah. 
And I think that's also because, I mean, literally Mario introduced puzzles as well. I mean, that's not a new concept, but it's the fact that you're playing an interactive game with an environment and you got all types of new designs and puzzles, whether or not you were were consciously linking these things that made you want to play it, your mind itself was linking it subconsciously. And I think that was another addiction to it. I think they, they marketed that game yeah. very, very well. Because the later levels, when you get <clears> to the <throat> castles, you have to choose the right path. Like you go top, middle, bottom. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, now you did top, middle, bottom. Do you take the first pipe, you see the second, the third, or the fourth? Mm-hmm. And then it grows from there. It's like, oh, shit, I took the wrong one. Let's restart this. Okay, well, now that I did that, you know, I've, I've made it to the boss. I've got 10 seconds left. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Can't do it. <laughs> Can you do it? Yeah, no. And then you're, you're so happy you made it to the boss, you're just like, do I remember which way I went? Like, <laughs> yeah, there's that, there's that moment where you're just so elated, even though you're going to lose... Um, yeah, Mario has a very strange ability to acquire and unacquire powers as he sees fit. Right. Which, you know, I I gotta say is not unheard of in video gaming, but the way this dude does it, like, which by the way, the, the creepy thing about Super Mario Odyssey Mm-hmm. One of it, it's easily one of the best games on the Switch, nine hundred ninety nine stars or Power Moon, sorry. So enjoy that shit because I did that and it took forever, <laughs> and I kind of hate myself for it. It was like when I did the Korok seeds in Breath of the Wild. Okay, nine hundred nine, like you know, over nine hundred of those two. Why? Why did I ever do this? <laughs> Bowser got his ass beat a long time ago. I why did I even do the stupid jump rope thing? I don't understand. <laughs> But um, it, whenever he throws that hat and he takes people over, the first time you actually see what happens right. is when he like go, it looks like the sunken place and get out. Oh wow! It's strange to me because I almost felt bad for the rest of the game taking people over. So I'm just like, if I get killed while I'm in this thing, like, <laughs> like I just literally like. Granted, it's a Goomba, and you smash those dudes all the time. No yeah. one cares. Um. But at the same time, I'm like, I am hijacking their body. This shit is not right. Mario the Psychic Warrior. <laughs> as, as fun as it is to see a frog with a mustache and a sentient cap that tells you what you're supposed to be doing for an entire game, it has a lot of disturbing implications. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. the uh, But his powers are... I, I don't know any other way to describe this. I think Mario very well may be, and we can get into this in more detail later. We can kind of cover the, I don't want to say Genesis because, you know, uh, of the series because that's a little bit, you know, too much Sega. <laughs> uh, I got you. Pardon, uh, pardon. Genesis, yeah. Sega. Sega Genesis, yeah. Yeah, I know, because I'm a douche. <laughs> um, but Mario's kind of... It, He's almost like the fucking Dr. Manhattan of Nintendo. Didn't he have... Isn't there one game he had a frog suit for the waters? For underwater yes. Levels? Yeah, he did. Oh, gosh. Yeah, you're right. He is Dr. Manhattan. Well, he, I mean, he can do anything he wants. Yes. Quite literally, in Mario Galaxy, you're helping... Uh, we'll get into that later, actually. We'll, we'll go into why Mario is potentially a god later. Um, I guess starting with... We already got uh, Donkey Kong out of the way, but now we're in the NES era. Right. You know, Miyamoto was a 
beast whenever it came to developing these games because he would, in his office, during development, he would lay out an entire level on paper. Okay. Like, drawn out, mapped out, to where he could see it from its beginning to its end just by looking, you know, left or right. So he could tell what was coming. Everything made sense. And he did that meticulously with every level. And if you think about it, there's eight different worlds, three levels apiece. Right. You know, so he had to do that 24 times. I can only imagine what his office looked like uh, toward the end of it there, especially with the different plotted courses you could get where, you know, like, am I choosing top, middle, bottom? Okay, is it this pipe, this pipe, or this pipe? Uh, you know, he's mapping out where the hidden boxes are, like in the first level when you can get that one-up mushroom. The warp pipes that you can get, the secrets. Right. You know, <clears throat> so he, he's mapping all that out in front of him, which shows you kind of the incredible vision that he already had for what the regular NES could do because I he might have pushed it to its limit. You know, at least for what he thought it could do at the time. Okay. Because I mean, it's the regular NES. It couldn't do a whole lot more than that. You got two buttons to work with, like... Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Direction button, starts, um, start, pause, select, um, yeah. jump, yeah. speed. I mean, other yeah. games would definitely push it harder, easily, like Mega Man or Contra, because Contra has shit flinging at you all the time. Yeah. But I, th- I think originally he just made a game that was um, separate from Donkey Kong, but still had it was still it was still Donkey Kong ish as far as the jump stomp. Yep. You know, so I mean, but like you were saying before, you were limited buttons, so there's limited things you could do. Um, and of course, you introduced the in the original in this. I think it was just the um, it was a mushroom, it was yeah. a flower, yeah. and the star. Yeah. That was his basic power structure. Right. Um. Invisibility when you when you get the star, um, of course you have the one up mushrooms which gave you gave you extra life. Um, yeah, the green and, ones. And of course you, these things were all timed, so you know that you had a certain amount of time, and you got plenty of time to complete most scenarios until you get to the later levels. And then, so, and then it speeds up. Yeah, you make a mistake, you you better make up for that shit quick. And the thing that most people probably did get, but when they first started playing, it didn't get was the tempo. Each level, the tempo changed. So you know, in tempo was in relation to time. So if you notice your tempo speeding up, you look at your time, you see it's it's, it's getting close to the end. And I yeah. think that was part of the whole pattern as well. It was to subconsciously keep you moving, trying to move quicker, quicker. It was more like a rat in the maze type thing. You would not want to say that because yeah. I'm sorry, people. Mario Brothers was basically the human rat in the in the in the maze trying to figure out the game. Okay, That's, pretty much. <laughs> but um, so yeah, so then you had the, you had the like I was saying there earlier, you had the mushroom. You get the mushroom, then you get the fire, the, the the fire flower. But if you didn't have the fire flower, if you didn't have the mushroom, then of course it's a mushroom. Yeah. You, the mushroom made you stronger. You could do you do more damage because you're bigger and heavier. And then you get the fire flower. You can you'll be you're bigger, heavier, and now you have this projectile you can throw. And that was that was the gist. It was basically a jump stump. Um, every now and again, disintegrate. There was no backtracking. Yes. Yeah. The if uh, if I remember correctly, it was also the first game that I ever played that introduced like a scenario B. Was if you beat the game and you go back in to play it uh-huh. right afterward, all the Goombas get replaced with those uh, black helmet dudes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That is true. 
They did write that code into the game, yes. Yeah, so you you know, you got so your you, you got your higher difficulty, which if you already made it through once, you're already like, I don't need a higher difficulty, I'm fine. Like, you know. <laughs> but eventually it became that game you could wake up and just beat before school and you know, get your day started off right. Yeah. But um yeah, scenario B, the three powers, like Interesting way to do a health bar, you know. Why do you say? Oh, just, you know, two hits, you're gone. It's easy oh. to keep track of. Like, I didn't but, get a mushroom. There's that panic of, like, when's the next question box coming up? Yeah. I need that fucking mushroom. <laughs> yeah, that one up, yeah. Mm. But it wasn't entirely too hard to get the one up either, though. Mm. Um, I found the greatest difficulties were when they, um, when the music started to increase and you'll see the, the screen would pan. Because in the game, the screen would pan on certain scenarios. Well, you had no choice but to move forward. Like, you couldn't stay where you were because the screen was panning as you were going. So, yeah. I mean, I thought that was an awesome, awesome thing to do to the game because, again, it pushed you. And the whole game was basically make you move. You move you move your character through the game. And you advance it because you had a certain amount of time to complete, complete the scenario. So, I think it was a genius game. Like I said, you're basically the human rat in the maze called Mario. Right. <laughs> so... Which is weird, because then you get the departure with Mario 2, which I cannot remember what game it was reskinned from, mm-hmm. but it was definitely different. Like, you still had your platforming stuff, but now you're picking turnips and throwing them at people. It, you can choose between four different characters. It felt like an RPG, actually. A little, so, it kind felt like an early yeah. architect an RPG. Like, you're... You know, your your bosses are taking three hits. You don't have to stomp on a key anymore to throw yeah. them into some lava, which, you know, I'm not going to question the castle's construction in the original <laughs> Mario, but I don't fucking get it at the same time. It's like the, the biggest weakness the Koopas have is the inability to turn around. <laughs> there you go. It's the, <laughs> um, but... You know, I say that, and if <laughs> if my Switch was here, I'd probably wind up playing Mario tonight till I fell asleep. Like, Three balls of fire. Right? God. Love that. Only to see Toad, which, if anybody ever saw that cartoon, did, like, if you went back and replayed Mario, did you always hear Toad's voice from the cartoon with the, you know, that, like, almost shrill... Not nasally, that's not the right word, but that shrill <laughs> voice is like, Sorry, Mario, the princess is in another castle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I always picture that, uh, you know, that phrase, what was it, when Toad, <laughs> like, throws a plate of pasta at one of the Koopas in the series, he just goes, Have some more! <laughs> that, I hear. That little... Got it. Yeah, okay. But hey, man, I always... Oh, no, I love Toad. When it comes to Mario Kart, nobody is a bigger, you know. Yeah. He's a wily little shit in that game. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, Mario 2 was weird. Especially, yeah. you know, since you get to play as the princess. Right. I didn't really get into Mario 2. I think I was telling you that earlier off, off um, Mike. Um, Mario 2 didn't really it didn't really appeal to me. Nah. I, I um, to be honest with me, I played uh, Mario 1. I loved that game because, you know, it came with, the, um, the the Nintendo, and then when Super NES came out, that's when I got back into Mario again. Oh. Yeah, see, Mario three was on the the regular NES, mm-hmm. and I absolutely loved that. Uh, and I did play that a little bit. It, I mean, it was incredible. Yeah, a little different, like you know the definitely that stage play look mm-hmm. 
which, you know, the, the whole theory behind that game is that it actually was a stage play. But really? apparently, yeah, but apparently an eight-act stage play, because why the fuck would you have eight different worlds? Like, that's way too long. Mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, leave not leave it to me to be that much of an art critic, despite everything I say on this podcast, apparently. Now that I, <laughs> hypocrite much? Yeah. <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, like, that's way too long for a play. Um, right. But it's because of the fact that some of the stuff looks, like, screwed in. You can see the like bolts and stuff and right. some of the blocks. Um, although I'd love to see how they pull off the whole magic flute thing on a stage play because getting swept away by a tornado to these weird lands, like there's some impressive shit going on in that stage production. I'm just throwing it out there. No, I agree. Um, totally agree. So yeah, I mean like, but at the same time, Mario three expanded on this weird universe. Like, was that all part of the Mushroom Kingdom? Because if so, they are incredibly expansive. There's different castles, but they're all like a toad kind of minister guy sitting there instead of the instead of a princess. Mm-hmm. And somehow, despite being in captivity, the princess can still send you letters with that special pea feather yeah. power. Yeah. Um, once again, I'm looking way too far into that because apparently Bowser at least is fully capable of keeping the mail system going. I think Bowser, to be honest, I don't think Bowser is necessarily a, a bad guy. He's definitely an antagonist. Um, does that matter? Does no, he, no antagonist. He's definitely He's definitely antagonist, but I I um, I think that he just did stuff just to tick Mario. I think he liked Mario's company. He missed Mario's company so bad mm-hmm. that he would get the princess. Because, I mean, what do you do? He's always locked her up in the, in the, um, in the dungeon, basically. Yeah. And let her, like, he wouldn't really do anything to harm her. It wasn't like he was trying to marry the princess. He was just... He does a few times. He tries that. Okay. Mario Odyssey, definitely. And uh, there was a couple more. Shit, I can't remember. Super Mario RPG, I think, featured that. Okay. Although I think that was another different boss that was trying to marry those two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Either way, we're getting... Yeah. Um, (laughs) It's weird. Like, let's just go ahead and throw it out there. Like... For one, this brings up a very good point in that Peach is incredibly ineffective at her job of ruling a kingdom. <laughs> at the very fucking least, if you've been kidnapped multiple times, invest in defense. By the, the same next, character, you know. Yeah, and it's not like you don't know what he's going to throw at you. He has gigantic flying wooden airships and, oddly enough, wooden tanks. Forgot that was in three as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know what he's coming at you with. Like, the next time he rolls up on the Mushroom Kingdom like that, he should be met with some kind of gigantic cannon defense that he's just like, oh, this happened. Like, you know, (laughs) it should be like, she, at this point, she should basically have, you know, a freaking Maginot line. There you go. Like, you know, I don't need plumbers anymore, which, by the way, weirdest. (laughs) It's, you know... That's a freedom fighter story right there. <laughs> Plumbers liberating. Right. The guerrilla guerrilla warfare, essentially, like liberating the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> but something I forgot to mention in the instruction booklet for the original Mario, it actually says that Bowser, or King Koopa as he was known then, mm-hmm. had turned some of the residents of Mushroom Kingdom into blocks. Mm. So it's a little fucked up that you go around smashing blocks most of the game with your head. And they're people... So Mario is literally 
headbutting Mushroom Kingdom residents to death. Which, possibly unwittingly, because, you know, given that he's a character in the game, I don't think he got to read the manual. So, um... (laughs) Although there is a strange connection to the maybe that, maybe that's where they get, maybe that's where he gets his power from their souls give him power ups. I god, and they manifest in the form of <clears throat> different power ups. So these these citizens are willingly <laughs> sacrificing themselves to make sure that Mario can make it through. There you go. All of See our hopes. <laughs> right, every time you hit a block, you just hear our hopes rest with you now, and then it's <laughs> then it's all gone. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> God, who became a star then? Because that's... We're starting to get into, like, questions I have about Beauty and the Beast territory now. Like, who became the castle chamber pot? Like, the stars were the souls of children, man. I'm sorry. Not uh, to make this dark and all. <clears throat> Mario gets kind of dark if you look at it long enough, honestly. <laughs> like I said, we'll get into some of that a little later. His, you know, between his rampant animal abuse and complete disregard for his family... Yeah. Um, and of course, his brother that wants to kill him, but you know, whatever. Yeah, you, you, what are you gonna do, right? It's family. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I don't have siblings for that reason. If only because I know what it's like to live with me. I'm sure it can't be fun. Um, there you go. There you go. <clears throat> but yeah, so Mario Three has that stage play feel. It's a different. It's also again a departure from two, even though it goes back to the classic roots. Except you get the ability to pick up shells and kick stuff around, and some of the hidden stuff is a little different. And even at the end of a level, to lend credence that stage play theory, you run into essentially what's off curtain mm. because it's that black background that you run into right. all of a sudden. To play the weird slot machine kind of thing. It's not really a slot machine, I guess, but close enough. Um, But then we start to get into the SNES games, which, you know, Super Mario All-Stars. That's right. Even though it was a best of compilation, it still fucking rules. Did that come up? So did those games come up before? um, Super Mario World came first. Okay. Which is still... One of my favorites. Yeah, no, I love that. Because you that they still had the keyhole thing in there. Yeah. And it was all in like big two D. And they introduced the football players and they start to give you more dimensions on the Koopa children. Mm-hmm. Because Mario once again, if we're going into the dark territory, which really is Bowser's fault because why are you bring your kids to a war zone? But Mario not only is beating the piss out of Bowser's children. <laughs> He gets a cinematic kind of afterward where he's stomping their castle down or yeah. blowing it up. Yeah. It was awesome. It's like, yeah, the he's game. he's going full conqueror in yeah. this mode. That's like the the wolf blowing the little piggy's house down. The big bad wolf and the piggies. Which before that, he was only <clears> throwing <throat> them in lava pits, which actually now that I say that seems a lot worse. No, that was fun, dude. You ever run at super speed and jump over the head and hit the um, key to make him fall in the wolf? Yeah. I love that. That was right. awesome. See, that, I mean, that's where we're getting into. It's just like, which one's more humane? Stomping on their head three times or going for the lava pit? Lava pit was more humane. But then again, that shows his animal abuse side, too. So, you know, whatever. Yeah, I guess so. The, Donkey Kong was right. <laughs> right? I, you know, maybe that's why Paulina, or yeah, that's, maybe that's why Paulina isn't seen again, really, until, uh, <laughs> well, she gets seen again in a few, like, 3DS games and stuff, I think, but... And like the big, the bigger consoles, I don't remember seeing her again until Odyssey. That's probably right. When did um, Wario come out? 
Oh, Wario's Woods? Yeah. Uh, that was the NES era. Oh, okay. I remember. Um, exactly, but... I was thinking more Game Boy, but yeah, you probably... Yeah, heard. well, the Game Boy also had a few Wario... Actually, one of my favorites. Oh, no, wait, that was still a Mario game, but you fought Wario at the end of it, which was... Uh, or, or Wario even had his own game, which was badass, yeah, too. The six that. gold coins. Yep. So, yeah. The the anti-Mario. Yeah. Who, Brother from another mother. Who gradually turned into a punchline. He did, yeah. Like, one of his main attacks in Super Smash Brothers is ripping ass on you. Yeah. <laughs> which, he even gets his own Mario Party-style <laughs> games in WarioWare, <laughs> which those games are ridiculous, and that's the reason why they're fun. The mini-games are just dumb as hell, but that's why they rule. Um, God. Because, yeah, the SNES, you still get your standard platformer affair, but Mario's getting a little more aggressive with his tactics. Yeah, know? well, and also you have more buttons to do certain, there more more things with now, too. So, oh, that's true. Because the controllers turn, change in Super NES. Because you have a regular jump and then a spin jump. Yep. Um, and Yoshi is a more prominent factor in this game, even though Yoshi did have his own game on the NES. He did. Um, and then... What was it? You get, like, Mario's time machine and stuff where Luigi has to save his ass. Yes. Uh, you get, I think, one of the Yoshi games where, like, baby Mario gets introduced. I don't remember that one. That might have been in the later, like, handheld era. Okay. I could be wrong on Yeah, I don't that. remember that one. There's a lot of Mario history game-wise where I didn't really play. Well, as we mentioned, there's over 200 games. Yeah. And I know I haven't played all of them. Although I'm close, I'll bet. You're like. Probably. I, I yeah, because you played the most recent one too. Oh you? yeah, I was a Mario junkie, dude. Like yeah. I, I, I'd gladly play any Mario game. <laughs> Hell, I'm playing Origami King right now, and yeah, it's uh, I uh, you know, I'm getting there. I as soon as I can increase my play time, huh? <laughs> That's right. Increase your play time, huh? Right. Yeah. <laughs> You know, anybody I can bring into the fold on that one, I'm going to quit making dad jokes now. <laughs> the I school just, time, there's no increasing game time. Right, and I said I deserve to get punched for those really shitty, like, folding paper jokes. But no, yeah, I know. I, um, after, I think after Nintendo 64, I sort of dropped off the Mario fanboy page. Because um, mm. my, my, my last thing uh, with Nintendo that I really was into was uh, Star Fox. That was my addiction. Oh, dude, Star Fox was great, yeah. though. And Star Fox 2, when they finally... They put that on the virtual console. From, yeah. yeah. Definitely different. Oh, yeah. Um, but I guess that... Because that's the SNES was when Nintendo started experimenting with what they could have their main characters do. Mm-hmm. That was different from their series. That's why you get games like Yoshi Safari. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, stuff like that. Um. God, I'm trying to think of what else there was. I, but Mario on the SNES was always, it was always a surefire, like, anybody could have fun with that. Yeah. Um, and they took a huge gamble. This is what I was forgetting. Super Mario RPG, Legend of the Seven Stars. I remember that now. Yep. <clears throat> one of the greatest games of the SNES era, if not gaming in general. Um, made by Squaresoft at the time because if you need an RPG well 
Yeah, it's it's got to be square. Damn it. Yeah. Um, what is that? Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. Okay, it depicts yeah. Mario's. But yep, there you go. God, baby Mario. Yeah. So, trying to think here. Oh, yeah, Super Mario RPG, though, also features cameos, just brief appearances by Samus and Link. Okay. Uh, so now we kind of have the interconnected world of Nintendo. Explains why they get together to knock the shit out of each other every couple of years. Right. In a bigger Smash Bros. tournament. Um, I'm trying to think, because we already know Donkey Kong exists in this world. It does. I'm actually looking at something dealing with that right now. Oh, yeah. Um, but it also introduces Bowser being on your team. Because his castle has been taken over by Smithy, the main enemy. Uh, and it has a very, like, steampunk kind of aesthetic to the bad guys. Not necessarily the world. The world is still Mario. It's the Mushroom Kingdom. It's bizarre and weird, especially in that effect. Like, a you know, you have the Yoshis who still make their appearance, but you don't get a Yoshi in your party. But you get introduced to new characters like Gino and Mallow, who's a cloud person. I don't think the cloud people were ever used in another game that I can remember. Was it Mario? Well, yeah, not the cloud people per se, but yeah. I think there was a power up in one of the games where you could fly in a cloud, float in a cloud. Really. Yeah, you could stomp the Lakitus out of them yeah. and then ride the cloud for a while. Yeah. But Mallow himself was a cloud person who could make it rain, he could conjure lightning, mm. like. You know, he was he was a caster and ass kicker. Um, Peach was your healer, of course. Like, you could use her again. Um, and once again, keeping up with pure Mario tradition, fuck Luigi. He's not even in this one. Poor Luigi. <laughs> I know why you want to kill his brother now. Well, right. He's like he's like the the, the, the brother that that was always in the background because Mario was like, nope, you know, you're not important. So poor little guy. Yeah. And you can even read his journal in Super Mario RPG, and he's like, I wish I could be like Mario. I'm like, well, there's no reason why you can't, except for the fact that the developers don't want you in this. Like, you know, it's a, he, he doesn't even show up in Super Mario 64, so. But Yoshi does. Yeah, that's right. I mean, hell. <laughs> Luigi gets treated worse than the Toads. And Luigi arguably does more. No, Luigi is definitely the the character that that he does do more. Um and he's I think he's the one that was more serious about everything too. Mario just his character knows that he hey I'm gonna do this job. But Luigi is like, we're gonna do it, but we gotta do it smart. Mario's like we just run into it and just yeah. cannon fodder. Which is weird because after the SNES era, after the N sixty four, because Luigi does not make an appearance, as far as I'm aware, outside of Mario Kart. And Mario Tennis, those, you know, the sports games and Mario Party. Mario Golf was a hit, too, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, that. yeah that's true. <clears throat> but Luigi doesn't make an appearance in an actual platformer again until... God, was it the Wii? It might have been. But if you're not counting handhelds. Handhelds, yeah. he always, he'll, he'll show yeah. up every time. It was the Wii, I think. But, yeah, and that was like Super Mario Galaxy whenever you get all the stars and then all of a sudden you can play as Luigi, yeah. which was so much more a pain in the ass. Yeah. He can jump higher, but he also can't stop running. Right. 
uh, you know, like if you run, he he stumbles a little bit and he slides, and that'll get you killed nine times out of ten. But well, at least they were diversifying the power sets. I mean, hmm. they're no longer they're no longer no. the same as far as arc, you know archetype. They're not. It's just not a clone of his of Mario right. anymore. He is his own character. However, I take that back because Mario's time machine was um or Mario Lost in Time something like that was an SNES game and Luigi was the star so I take that back but it wasn't really a standard platformer from what I remember um but then you do get on the GameCube Luigi's Mansion yes you which do. was freaking great Ghostbusters all yep. I'm gonna say um where he's the hero doing something Mario can't do which is apparently suck up ghosts with a vacuum cleaner uh, you know the pol- Sorry, the I, I shouldn't call it a vacuum. It's the Poltergust three thousand. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Which, if I could buy a replica of, I'd do it tomorrow. But um, yeah, so you know, you get Luigi starting to get a little bit of kind of the respect he's due, really, even to the point where he gets his own counter Luigi and Waluigi. Yes. Which I enjoyed Waluigi. Like, from what I know, he first made his appearances in the N64 era in Mario Party, Mario Tennis. Um, Mario Tennis might have been his introduction. I'm not sure on that, though. All I know is it was very gratifying to just smash an ace serve in his face. Like, you know, just to get the easy point. Because for some reason, his hapless ass would always get in the way and... Yeah. Even if he was on your team, it was frustrating. Um, and Waluigi is still not getting his due because he's not a playable character in Smash Bros. Nintendo fixed that shit, that's all I'm going to say. Can't have the sidekick outshine the big brother. No. And they they make it clear whenever Luigi and Mario are in the same game outside of Luigi's Mansion that he will not outshine him. I mean, even in the Origami King that I'm playing right now, Luigi is a hapless, <coughs> hapless dumbass who can't tell the difference between a hotel key and Peach's castle key. That's messed up. Yeah. <laughs> but he always somehow manages to get himself in these weird situations you have to bail him out of. And I'm like, this dude can defeat King Boo by himself, but for some reason he's getting confused on what keys look like. Yeah. Which, you know... It's problematic for me because Luigi was always my favorite. And, you know, obviously I hate to see him made as a second-rate dunce. But at the same time, we all know who the hero is because his name's in the title. So there you go. why am I complaining? You're complaining because Luigi deserves respect, man. He really does. <laughs> you know, um, of course he has Daisy. You know, he's got his own princess. And then hopefully eventually there will be a war for the throne and we'll see what happens then. Could you imagine that? <laughs> Mario's kids becoming villains. Mushroom Kingdom succession. Yeah. God. Oh, goodness. The Luigi's on the Mario's on. Right. <laughs> where Donkey Kong is welcome, where he is not. <laughs> right. The, the War of the Plumbers. There you go. War of the Plumbers. Uh-oh. That sounds like the Red Wedding already. Right. <laughs> war of the Plumbers. I love it. Oh, goodness. Now we're really treading into some dark territory.
That's, you know, let's let's get that strategy game back, the Mario and Rabbids Kingdom battle, but leave the Rabbids out of it. This will make it a Mario versus Luigi Kingdom battle. Let's see whose princess is going to sit on the throne, damn it. Um, which, by the way, I played that game too, and it is weird to see Mario use a gun, but it is also a fun game that really incorporates a lot of Mario elements plus guns, which is bizarre. That's crazy. I guess I shouldn't find it too weird, though, because he's throwing fireballs. Like, that's not too far off of being a really... Well, that's magic weapon. versus freaking technology, man. It's, come on. Well, the problem is he can master both. Like, dude is a fucking warlock already. True. You know, the... I don't really know what to think. Like, I mean, we're about an hour into this podcast, and we've discussed the games for the most part. There's 200. We're not getting through. Yeah, no, there's a ton. I'm actually flipping through a list, and I think it's in chronological order, and it's crazy because there are a lot of games in between each system that, you know, I haven't even known about until I'm looking through this list. I mean, I love all the Paper Mario games. Every time they take a chance with Mario, I'm willing to try it because I haven't been burned yet. Except for the CDI, but that's an abomination, and it was one. It'll never happen again. Like I didn't realize that uh, Wario Land was technically Super Mario Land Three. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Which one of the original Game Boy games, Super Mario Land, was awesome. Right, Super Mario Land Two is called the Six Golden Coins. Yeah, and Super Mario Land is Super Mario Land. He's in the airplane. You know. Oh, not not to like okay. That is going back into the nature of what I was mentioning earlier in that Mario can do anything. Yeah. (laughs) And so Super Mario Land establishes a few different things. For one, no matter what climate he's in, he can thrive. Let's go ahead and throw that because he goes through deserts, Arctic tundras, Mm -hmm. you know, jungle levels at times. Like... Fucker can go anywhere. He's fine. <laughs> Even in the same overalls, weird boots and cap. Like, nothing's slowing him down. <laughs> he can survive underwater longer than anyone else. Yeah. Um, and the only thing he has to worry about while he's down there is an octopus. Or bloopers, I should say. I'll use the, you know, good name. I'll use the name for all the fans out there. It's, it's blooper. Bloopers. Fucking things. <laughs> God, I Super Mario Super Mario Sunshine made me hate those things so much. Um, so it killed you a lot? Well, they had those blooper races, and if you screwed up, yeah, it killed you a lot. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a pain in the ass. But, um, let's see. So, yeah, he can handle any climate. He can drive any vehicle. It is to be noted... That in Super Mario Land, he uses a submarine, a solo submersible that can fire torpedoes, and an airplane. That's pretty awesome. Right? Like this, there's a good reason why they call on him to defend the Mushroom Kingdom. It's because (laughs) that dude does not know anything he can't take over. All right, he can harness the power of random plants. I've never seen a toad throw a fireball. Until Super Mario Wii U. Right. Or Super Mario Wii, sorry. When you could actually play as a toad. Right. Um, you know, like, it, it's unclear before those games if anybody else can do it. But, so he's not the only one, but still. 
uh, you know, he can harness the power of animals, which he can turn into a cat, bee. Um, shit, there's so many more. The raccoon tail, the tanuki suit, uh, frog suit. I don't know. Yeah, they came out of what, some Mario Brothers 3? Yeah, keep naming suits. Like, yeah, they call him Frog Mario. He's got <laughs> it. Like, the Tanuki suit even pissed off PETA. So, we're, you know, we're there. And they have um, the Mario trio. Yeah, because he has... The, the cat suit was the weirdest one. By far. Like, you know, he just picks up that random bell collar and all of a sudden turns into a cat and he can climb walls. Yeah. Which is Super Mario 3D Land. Yeah. Um, to me, that's still the weirdest one. But he can harness the power of fire and ice, so he's a, he's a mage. Yeah. Um, just by touching a plant, he has multiple lives. He very well could be a necromancer, as far as I know. Because you know, there's a little bit of necromancy going on because of the character Dry Bones exists. Dry Bones, yeah, I remember those. Yeah, those are awesome because they couldn't be destroyed by fire. You had to. Stump on them, then they can shake themselves back together. Yeah, when you get the ice flowers later on in the other games, that's when you can actually start to knock them out permanently. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, they are... Oh, actually, I guess in that kind of matter, they're reverse White Walkers. Holy crap, I was just I was getting to that point. I was like, so that's where the author of... Um, yeah, right. <laughs> the author of uh, What You Doodle got, got his old book from Mario. He just played Mario Brothers. Hell, why not at that point? If you ever need a random power for a character, just run through a list of what Mario can do and you'll figure it out. Yeah. Mario is, is technically an archetype for that type of stuff, so you're right, yeah. Hmm. It's crazy. Um, so he's at peak human physical condition because he can compete in any sport. Uh, he has ultimate coordination. He can play baseball, basketball, soccer, golf, tennis. Yep. I don't know. If they, I don't know if they've ever done a Mario football game. Well, sorry, American football. I already said soccer, so let's just go ahead and make the distinction. We have listeners in Europe. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yes, appreciate it, fellas. Uh, guten Tag. <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> And also, good day for Australian mates. Um, yeah, they're going to hate me for that. Um, justifiably. But, okay. So, yeah, peak human physical condition because he can also compete against Sonic in any event in the Olympic Games. I don't know how he pulled that off. I mean, Sonic is supposed to be the fastest thing alive. Right? <laughs> like the flash. Right, that was, that was even in the theme song, damn it. Um, yeah, so what else is there? He can survive the vacuum of space, as seen in Mario yes. Galaxy, and he can contribute to the creation of other galaxies. What is... What? It's a Japanese release that we didn't get here in America. Oh, wow, an anime adaptation of Mario. Yeah. So... Not only that, I guess we know, since Mario competed in the Rio games, uh, that... He's also part of our Earth. He's part of some Earth. Potentially, yes, exactly. Like, I want to find out where the Mushroom Kingdom is, and soon enough we'll be able to get an idea of that because they're opening a Mario theme park somewhere. <laughs> it's, look up the pictures online. It's incredible looking. Wow. In Japan, he was in the... Um, it's like a... Um, Famicom Grand Prix series. Grand Prix series. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Very nice. Okay, so Mario can drive F1 cars, too. Yeah, he's a he's a racer, race car driver. See, like, there's nothing this dude can't do. <laughs> no matter what, he'll always get power. It's like he can propel himself through space and survive. He gets sucked into a black hole at the end of Super Mario yes, Galaxy and comes that. out on the other side, which yeah. Super, Super Mario Galaxy introduces the idea that these Mario games might exist in a multiverse. Because Rosalina, who is hundreds of years old, you're assuming, by the end of it, is, uh, she always mentions that every time a star goes through the rebirth process, something changes every time. Just a little. A little bit at a time. You know, gradual change. But the people and places are always the same. Which, you know, there's a... Good couple of episodes on game theory. Shout out to Game Theory and Matt Pat on that one for bringing up the fact that uh, Luigi and Peach might have been together in one of these universes to give birth to Rosalina. Which is probably true. Mario had way too much freedom on his hands. Which is really kind of tragic because Rosalina kind of left her planet because her mom died. So they R.I.P. Peach in that particular universe. Um even though Nintendo has tried to downplay that there's no relation to them whatsoever, um, they left enough of the backstory in that there's no way you can't draw that conclusion. But, yeah, so even at that, the Mario Brothers are incredibly powerful. Especially Mario. Yeah, which, you know, if he ever got jilted and pissed off enough for the lack of payment, like, okay, Super Mario 64, he goes through paintings and all these worlds traversing stuff that can kill him instantly. And when Peach gets done at the end, she's like, hey, I know what your reward can be for saving my life. Not like a cushy position in the castle where... You know, people will basically just, you know, jump to your every whim for at least a couple days, you know, treat you with a pampered lifestyle for a day or two. It's the cake I already invited you to come have before this whole thing went down. Like, yeah, I'm not going to, like, at least give the man some kind of, like, make him rich. That's all (laughs) I got to say. Make him rich. He doesn't need to be a plumber anymore. He needs to be your personal fucking bodyguard. But that's, because, the, that's yeah. the thing. He's, I don't think... I think the plumber persona for Mario is just that. It's persona to make you think that he isn't every archetype there is. But, I mean, Mario, to add along to the other stuff that we mentioned, like like like, like a um, race car driver, he's also... There's a game called Dr. Mario. Oh, of course. I forgot that one earlier. And that was original NES. Yeah, exactly. And then you also had... Um, Hill Tetris. Hell Tetris. And you also had him as a, um, he helped young kids of of a specific generation learn how to type. There was a a, a typing um, series that was also available um, for kids uh, from the Nintendo system. So, I mean, Mario isn't just a plumber, to be honest. Let's be real. Mario is like every archetype there is. Oh, exactly. (laughs) He's like the Doctor Who of games. You know what? Let's go a (laughs) step further. That dude was Bob Ross at one point. Mario Paint. Yes. Happy trees. Like, <laughs> get that shit done. <laughs> or paint happy toads, in this case. Uh, yeah, so I take that back. Yeah, Mario is... I mean, you're 100% right. He's the archetype for everything. Yes. That 
which is probably why he's so universally loved. That is true. I mean, there's nothing he can't do. Although I got to admit, Dr. Mario is a little problematic because if he just plays with pills all day, that's a little strange. But, <laughs> you know, the once again, looking too far into it. <laughs> Kids don't do drugs. Right? (laughs) And if you have to take medicine, don't try and arrange them (laughs) in weird patterns to make them go away. Like, just, you know, take the medicine you're prescribed. There you go. Right? (laughs) Hmm. Um, God, what what else can he do aside from, well, fuck it, he can do everything. No, he does literally everything, man. If if this is the Nintendo world... He does it all. Like, he's somewhere in there, whether you see him or not. Because I'm, kid you not, Excite Bike. Apparently, he was in Excite Bike as well. Did not realize that. Yes, he is. <laughs> he's an um, Excite Bike. Shit. <laughs> That's right. So, Mario literally does everything that if, if there's a Nintendo game out there, somewhere in there, he's a part of it, whether you see him or not. So, the best way to sum up Mario is if any of you have a friend out there who is seemingly good at everything they try, <laughs> and you hate them for it, they're Mario. <laughs> like, they are, that's that's the only way I can describe it. Like, they're Mar- he's good at everything he tries. For one, partly because he has to be. Yeah. It's not very clear because, you know, that you're just following a linear structure and there's not a whole lot of story aside from Save the Princess. I'm not clear why he knows how to drive a submarine. I don't care. I never have until just trying to think about it just now. But I'm pretty sure if I do that, it's only going to make my brain bleed. No, we don't want that. Hey, some people might. But it's, (laughs) uh, you know, why he can fly an airplane, that kind of stuff. I'm not going to think about that either. The only thing I care about is the fact that I enjoy stomping on Goombas and this shit is fun. Is this the one you're playing now? Yeah, Paper Mario. Paper Mario, the Origami King, is fantastic. It's definitely different from your traditional RPGs, but they're trying different mechanics out with it, and I appreciate that. And it's still the same kind of Mario you know and love. It's goofy, it's, you know... Mario is still pretty silent about everything and your origami follower is kind of like Navi from fucking Ocarina of Time. Gotcha. Except she doesn't pop up with, hey, listen, every five seconds. You know, I. she only pops out whenever she has to and at least she has a joke or two to throw in every now and then except for obvious exposition. Yeah, that's right. I'm hating on Navi. I don't care. Like, if I had a fly swatter in that game, I'd have been so much happier. <laughs> but her only purpose was to help you lock onto enemies. Even at the end, when she's just like, I can't do much to help you fight against Ganon, so she, like, flits around his head, like, flying around. Yeah. She doesn't do shit. <laughs> but, um, so, going back into Mario from a rant about annoying sidekicks, I guess. Well, I'm glad you segue that because you gave me time to find out that apparently there is a Mario Dance Dance Revolution also. No, I've actually played that. Really? I See? didn't. I didn't want to say that out loud, because uh, I uh, <laughs> in for a penny, in for a pound. I used to play DDR a lot. <laughs> All right. God damn it. Hey, I'm just saying, dude. Hey. No, I know. Like I said, in for a penny, in for a pound. Just I'm going with it. Mario Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Mario had. Dance version as well. 
Oh, wow. That wouldn't surprise me. Apparently, he played basketball, too, in Bay Street V3. God. He's done every told you, dude. He's done every. Mario is Doctor Who of the freaking Nintendo verse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> only thing he's missing is the Sonic Driver, screwdriver. Right? The only, give it time. <laughs> give it time. I mean, he can already travel through time. Exactly. He can. So. <laughs> <laughs> right? I can hear that theme song queuing up right now. Maybe that is one of Doctor Who's, like, um, regenerations, is Doctor Mario. Dr. Mario. There you go. It's just the Doctor Mario. Oh, my goodness. I was so I was so proud to see that. Somebody please make a Doctor Who Mario or Doctor Mario. So. You could be, like, the 20th Doctor or something if they regen that far. God, <laughs> could you just imagine that as soon as that regeneration completes? You know, you, you don't quite see him at first, but just, like, is that you? And he just goes, it's a me. <laughs> and then everybody turns off their TV at the same time. <clears throat> it's, uh, yeah. And I'm going to make a segue right quick. Like, speaking of Doctor Who, the original new Doctor Who apparently is returning to be the ninth Doctor again. Really? Yes. Okay. That was just something I saw. And I, like I said, it's a segue out. Um, just temporary. We're coming back to Mario, but... For any of you Doctor Who fans, the guy who played the Doctor Who series, um, Doctor Who, when it first came back out, he's coming back to be the ninth Doctor. Christopher Eccleston, right? Yes, yeah. I believe that's his name. Yes. Destro. So, there you go, fun fans. <sighs> I'm pretty sure I just said the one thing he'd love to leave off his resume. <laughs> Destro. <laughs> uh, show some respect for the Doctor. Uh, um, God. But yeah, speaking of doctors, Dr. Mario there, like, it's kind of weird because Mario does either have to exist in a multiverse or we just have to acknowledge that Peach is the worst monarch ever. I I myself think it is a multiverse. I think I voiced it to you outside of the cast. Yeah. Before we hit the mics. I think that, um, to be honest, I think that the, the Nintendo's regular Super Mario the regular Super Mario Brothers is what um, expressed that there was a multiverse. Because if you noticed, with each level, you had a different color scheme of castles and certain things. And so I think that was just showing that, sure, he, he didn't find the princess here. But, I mean, if it was the same universe, why would the castles change? Why would the whole background with the castles change colors? You know, yeah. or change schemes. I just think that that was just showing you that yeah, she's not in this castle. And sure, there are a ton, there are a ton of castles with, throughout the Mushroom Kingdom. But come on, you only you know twenty four castles in one kingdom, all different colors. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, and your bosses changed. I mean, not your bosses, but your your mini foes change as well, depending on what part of the kingdom you're in. I, that's to me, that's multiverse. But you know, whatever. Well, even the separate stories, it's like it, it explains why, for some reason, Bowser and Mario could kick the shit out of each other and then go gradually have, like, you know, a friendly game of baseball the next day or mm-hmm. go-karting. Like, hey, didn't I fling your ass into lava yesterday? You want to go have a race? What? <laughs> no, I don't want to have a race. Like, I'm trying to figure out my next plans to bring my surprisingly agile and flighty wooden airships to go blast the Mushroom Kingdom into a freaking crater again. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know. And my other theory, too, is when they, um, when the, when the Super Nintendo brought up um, Bowser's, King Koopa's kids, 
that was another revelation to me that I think that there must be a multiverse because um, beating up his kids and then fighting a different version of them a little later on in the game, that I was like, come on, TNC. There's no way there's no way that that kid recovered from the butt whooping that Mario just gave. Oh, no, that, <laughs> say that kind of ass beating doesn't go, like, I mean, you're stomping on their head. Let's be clear about that. Um, oh, actually, I just pulled up all the duplicates' names because we have not gone over them. Ooh, sorry, guys. But hey, we're going to correct that now. That's right. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into the <laughs> wide world of Bowser's children. Didn't he have a set of twins, too? Uh, maybe. I mean, all of... It doesn't really say what their ages are, so he might have had an entire litter. Um, I mean, because I'm assuming they hatched from eggs. It's very reptilian. So you have Larry Koopa. Um, trying to remember who he was. Let's see. Supposedly, he was his name was derived from Larry Mullen Jr., the drummer for U2. Okay. Um, let's see. Supposedly. Uh, some other people have just said he just looks like a Larry, which is what Nintendo of America employee said, so I doubt that's the case. Yeah, you got to. Yeah. So then you have Morton, who was... Based, he's named after the American tabloid talk show presenter Morton Downey Jr. Oh goodness! Yeah, he's the party one, huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, then you have Wendy Koopa. She is named after Wendy O. Williams, uh, front woman of the punk band uh, Plasmax. Okay. So let's see, Iggy Koopa. That we we know we know where he comes from. That's yeah. Iggy Pop right there. Yeah. Crazy. Um, yeah. I mean, he looks just crazy. That would terrify me. You think Grimms are scary? That would scare me. Yeah, fighting that boss, I'd be like, I'm glad I just beat your butt. And then you have Roy Koopa, who's named after Roy Orbison. <laughs> okay, and then obviously we know who Lemmy Koopa is. You know, Lemmy Killmister. Yeah. Killmister. Oh, yeah. God. Uh, <laughs> from Motorhead. So, hell yeah. Good well, choice. Was a magic user, though, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, he was. Um, they all kind of use magic. They all have those wands. Well, I mean, like Morton, like Morton, or what was his, was Morton? Morton, yeah. And he was more of the bruiser. Right? He was definitely. Uh, and then you have Ludwig von Koopa. That was the yeah. That was a smart one. Yeah, after, of course, named after Beethoven. Yeah. Uh, so, you know. It's strange because the rest of them are very much rock and roll personalities yeah. versus classical, but that's probably why he was the smarter one, supposedly. Yeah. Couplings. Yeah. But then you have Bowser Jr., who is considerably younger than the rest of them. Which, to me, I think that's just the alternative version of um, Bowser, but yeah. Yeah, because they, well, they all exist in the same games together, though. Yeah. So... Like, they added in Bowser Jr. a little later. Which gets a little confusing in Super Mario Sunshine whenever he's calling Peach Mama Peach. Which, <laughs> at the end of the game, he's like, I know she's not really my mom. And <laughs> Bowser kind of has that sullen moment, you know, with him where he's like, yeah, but, you know, I wish you did have a mom that was around kind of thing. 
Um, so it's kind of weird. There, there might be a little bit more in it for Bowser kidnapping her. Like, maybe he just wants a mother figure for his kids. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I used to hate fighting him in that cup. Yeah, that oh, stupid gosh. smiley face air thing. Yes, like, it yeah, sucks. It's a, yeah. Because you always have to kick those um, wind-up Koopas up when yep. it's flying by, so that way it hits him. Yeah. <laughs> Douche. <laughs> I know, right? Right? Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it, it has to be kind of alternate universe, though, for a lot of these, because Mario Party <clears throat> makes more sense that way. Which, by the way, Mario gave us games in the series that ruined friendships. What do you mean by that? Mario Party. That, I'm just saying, those games... <laughs> why did you play it? <laughs> the, those, right? You were, that's, that's probably why you have more intact friendships than a lot of other people. Um, no, every time, like, you know, that last round and your asshole friend gets that 50th coin and steals a star from you right in the last round, just mm-hmm. screws you over at the very end. Yeah, or, you know, the, I forgot the spaces where you can swap with people, and you wind up swapping with the person in fourth place because, you know, the, yeah, it completely, my luck was so terrible at that game. I could win every single damn mini game, but by the end of that, I didn't have a single star tune because I got screwed so hard by those random, yeah, you know, chance occurrences that I had no part in. Yeah. Yeah, so... All I gotta say is Mario Party to a certain degree. I love playing the game. I can also kiss my ass a little bit. I'm, you know, I'm. <laughs> I'm not bitter. I'm extremely bitter. It's. There's a difference, dang it. Oh, there's a huge difference. Oh man. Um, but I've played every single one of them. Should we play um, Mario and Luigi Paper Jam? No. Yeah, apparently it's it was probably. Um, Either European released or it was Japanese released or something like that. Asian release. It's like a, yeah, Paper Mario hybrid. Yeah. Paper well, Mario and 3D hybrid. So apparently there were a lot more Paper Mario games before the Paper um, Origami one came out. So I, I'm, yeah. I'm wondering if maybe they were See, all mostly in the European, I, Asian market. I can remember Paper Mario came out on the N64. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to be, it was originally supposed to be Super Mario RPG 2. Okay. But then they changed the aesthetic of it completely. And then it went into just becoming its own series because it was so well-received. And it was. I enjoyed it. Uh, Paper Mario, The Thousand-Year Door. And then Super Paper Mario on the Wii. And I think there were some on the DS that I never got around to playing. Um, and then The Origami King, which... God, they, I gotta admit, they kind of ripped a page out of Yoshi's Crafted World. Right. For, for the Origami King, which I don't mind, because those Yoshi games have been pretty badass, truthfully. Like, it's a, it's definitely more, like, they're kid games, but I'll be damned if they're not fun. You know? Like, I, I don't care. I'll, I'll fight anybody who says other, like, you know, the... No, Mario, Mario games are like most Nintendo games. They're those Nintendo doesn't focus on who has the best graphic or um, who has the um, who has the most unique powers. Nintendo has always been about relaxation, yeah. entertainment, 
Um, they've been about um, just they've always been on that level for kids, but you know, just enough seriousness with the storylines to get adults into it. So and puzzles, it's all about puzzles with because they know that right. puzzles keep people going. I mean. Like I said, that first Super Mario Brothers game was nothing but you're basically a human rat going through a maze of puzzles and mm-hmm. learning patterns because it's a pattern. It's a pattern game, just like Atari. Donkey Kong was a, is a pattern game, and you know, it's mm-hmm. just one of those systems that used old school techniques in order to keep you entertained. I will say there's one game in the series that kind of breaks the mold on that, though, okay. which is very much a it. It kind of feels like a challenge in some ways, it, and this is probably my own broken-ass mindset from how I viewed it, but okay. Super Mario Bros., new Super Mario Bros. Wii, you can go to Peach's Castle and unlock these gameplay videos that'll show you how to get certain hidden coins, yeah. like the coins throughout the levels so you can unlock the hidden levels later, um, which I did all those, and once again, it's one of those, like, the punishment of those bonus levels was... Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely go fuck yourself. Like yeah. it, that was the game's way of saying that. But you can also get ones for it says something like perfect run or speed run. Yep. Wherever. Oh yeah. Speed. Yeah. But it's not even. It's a trick shot run, and they're. It basically feels like a video that's like thirty seconds long of them just absolutely dominating a level without breaking a sweat. Right. And never stopping. Never having to. All their jumps are perfect. It's basically them going, look what I can do, and you can't. And then, you know, you kind of get that in your head, like, I bet I could. You know, it's that I took it as a challenge. It was I, a challenge. Yeah, you know, like, some people are just like, no, it's pretty impressive. Those guys are pretty good, and just didn't think twice about it. But me, I'm like, I bet I can fucking do that. But again, that's Nintendo setting the bar on the next level for every other game to follow behind them. Because if you notice, in any other game... And, that, and, and, and maybe it was an original concept by Nintendo. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe Nintendo barred it from something else. But if you notice in M, any MMO game that you play these days or certain RPGs that you play, you have the aspect of bonus levels depending on how fast you complete a certain scenario. I yeah. mean, the bonus speed thing is real. Like, people... Uh, let's take WoW. We've talked about WoW in the past. Right. In WoW, if you beat a scenario, a mission, or a boss in a certain amount of time... You get you unlock certain achievements, and sometimes you get rare rare, rare items than you would had you not beaten in that time period. Uh-huh. So I mean, it's Nintendo. Like I said, <laughs> Nintendo has opened up, uh, and Nintendo has been the archetype for so many other games out there. Oh yeah, I mean everybody took a page out of their Mario book. has been. I should say every every platformer that came after Mario mm-hmm. owes their success to Mario. Yeah. Like, as much as uh, they added in gameplay mechanics, don't get me wrong, Mega Man is still one of my favorite game, like, favorite series of all time. And we will do an episode about that at some point. <laughs> Damn it. Especially since they're still trying to work on a... They're still working on a movie for that. Are they? It was announced in 2018, and I think they just now got a screenwriter for it. We'll see. Which, by the way, is one of the guys who wrote The Batman. The Robert Pattinson Batman. Uh-oh. So, yeah, we're in trouble. But... Uh-oh. Honestly, it's not that hard. They'll probably try and make it some kind of oddly close rip off the Blade Runner, if I had to guess. Um, make it the new mix, right? That's my God. Um, yeah. But anyway. <laughs> now, where were we going with that? I forgot what we were talking about before. 
Um, oh no, platformers. Yeah, anything that came after, they owe their success to Mario. Truthfully, I mean it. It set the standard, and everybody played off that standard for a while. And then even at that, Nintendo, when they made the transition to 3D, yes, they knew they had to do something different. And just like I mean, you can go back, Mia. Um, like I, I rag on Nintendo pretty hard. Yeah, a lot of the time because for one, they deserve it. They really Definitely. do. They don't reinvent the wheel ever. Like. Th- they introduce new stuff, like the Switch is cool. It's nothing new, exactly. Um, it really isn't, like, as much as I hate to say it. It's one, it's one of my favorite systems. It's probably my favorite system of this no, console No, I love era. the system. It's, I like the mobility of it. I like the actual right. console part of it, too. So it's so they were just the person who decided. Eh, the wireless stuff is awesome. Which, the Switch is interesting to me because Nintendo basically said, yeah, we own the handheld market, but... Let's go ahead and kill that mm-hmm. completely, and we'll just own both. Mm-hmm. Which gutsy move because DSs were still selling like hotcakes. Like, you know, it it was a brilliant idea. And when I mentioned their missteps earlier, I totally forgot the Virtual Boy. Oh yeah, I didn't I didn't remember the Virtual Boy either. Yeah, I I played one. I've Did I, I don't think I ever played Virtual Boy. It's it's really not worth it. I believe you. I. <laughs> Vector graphics were cool and everything for a little bit, but everything was that same, like, red and black. Yeah. And it's just, there's nothing special about it. Yeah. So, um, and it got the guy who invented the Game Boy fired. That's its most notable addition to the Nintendo <laughs> workplace. Is Yeah, the guy who came up with it got fired, even though he gave them the Game Boy. Um, the, so, one, the one thing I do like about Nintendo products, though, and this is not necessarily speaking of Mario, is the fact that they, they, they cannibalize their technology. Like, um, you mentioned the Switch. Yeah. Well, 3DS was the thing before, was the handheld thing and the actual unit before they came out with the U. Yeah. Um, I think... Oh, with the Wii, sorry. With Nintendo Wii. Because you had Nintendo Wii and you, had, and you had the 3DS out at the same time. I was, I was at E3 when they introduced the, uh, the 3DS. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really cool. But well, it replaced the Game Boy. Yeah, oh, I mean, the, the, the 2DS replaced the Game Boy, but then Nintendo was like, eh, fuck it, we're going to get rid of the 2DS, and we're going to go for something you can switch on and off in 3D mode. Yes. Back when 3D was the gimmick that everybody yes. thought was going to be around, but isn't anymore. And, and it was the age of the Mio, was it? Or not the Mio, but the... Um, the Amiibo. Uh, Amiibos. Amiibos. It was the beginning of the Amiibos, which at the time it was the AR code thing, I think that's what they call it. Pretty much. And um, then it, it morphed into the Amiibos. And I have like 20 of those things because my son is in love with them. And now you have the Switch, which has all that technology within it and is compact. So, I mean, yeah, it's crazy. You got a camera, you have Amiibo scanners, you have the um, regular. It's crazy. And they also kind of prepackaged it for VR capability. They did. It, it does. Yes. Which I found interesting. Yep. That's actually one of the reasons why I was kind of excited to get one is because I thought they were going to do that. I think the mo- their issue with 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 um, VR is the graphics. Like it's more. Well, there's a VR version of Super Smash Bros. Apparently, which really? to me is, well, it's just regular Smash Bros. Just for some reason, you're playing it with it up to your face, which oh, okay. to me is what the hell yeah. at that point. Whatever. Um, at that point, you might as well be playing on Google Glass. There you go. 
Rest in peace. There you go. Google Glass. But it'll return. Eventually. But <laughs> it's uh It's Nintendo's next project. But Nintendo has a <laughs> you're right. Nintendo has a really bad habit to me of introducing something that they don't plan on seeing through to the end. I agree. And the Wii is the perfect example. The only game that ever came out for the Wii that utilized the Wii like it should have been was Metroid Prime 3. I will argue that point until my dying day. Not every other thing they started off, but developers didn't want to fuck with it because... Well, I could still release my game on two of the other platforms, and I don't have to do shit to reprogram any of it. Like, these buttons are the same. A is X, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Triangle is Y. Yeah. I don't care. Like, but, oh, you're telling me that I gotta make some kind of weird-ass Harry Potter swish and flick for the rest of this stuff? No, I'm not doing that. I think playing Madden like that. Madden throwing the football. Yeah, the that's... Well, that's, that's why a lot of the games that came out on the Wii, and I had a Wii and I played the hell out of it, but I mostly used it for the virtual console, honestly, is they were dumbed down. Yeah. And, playing, um... and I don't mind that because they were catering to everybody, but I did mind it when it came to the fact that some higher profile releases that were multi-platform would dumb it down and it would just kill the experience. It was like playing fighting games on the Nintendo Wii. And those yeah. were super dumbed down. Literally, you're just playing the drums when you're fighting in order to Pretty make them much. do their moves. Yeah. Um, case in point, um, Trinoratu Shippuden, was it two? Yeah. On um, Nintendo Wii, it could be three, I could be wrong. Trust me, you just play the drums yeah. and you do every freaking move in the freaking game. I did have <laughs> Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi 3. And doing a Kamehameha was badass on that, though, because you had to do all of it. The only yep. problem was the sensor bar didn't always catch it right. Right. So you're sitting here flailing, like, doing the, yeah. you know, the Kamehameha, like, motions legitimately in your living room. And people just think you're doing some dumbass version of yoga if they're looking at you through <laughs> their window. Because they don't know. You're just freaking out, trying to, like, why isn't it catching it? Napa's going to beat my ass. Like, it's, Yeah. <laughs> you know you get you get the um <laughs> speaking of that you can get the switch and get um the the dragon ball z games and there's one game where you still use the um, hand controllers with the motions the same way you would in the wii so i find that funny like i said oh yeah cannibalizer technology so. now something that's kind of interesting to note mario at least in his regular incarnations has never used motion controls that's true and true. at least in American games, which is funny because even in Super Mario Galaxy, uh, all you do is you use the motion controller to pick up star bits that fall. It doesn't do anything other than that. Mm -hmm. You can aim and you can fire a star bit at something, but you're not going to do that because you want to save them so you can make those Lumas explode into a nice new galaxy for you. You know, you mentioned the Nintendo Wii. Um, just to segue again, the one thing the Nintendo Wii has done created the new console for PlayStation. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Guys, seriously, if you look at the Nintendo Wii's design, look at the place, new PlayStation design coming out, somebody decided to borrow some technology there. Some oh, yeah, they did. hardware technology, not necessarily software. <laughs> it's kind of weird. When I first saw the PlayStation 5, <clears throat> I'm like, wow, Alienware and Nintendo should be pissed at the same time. 
Like it was kind of it was kind of weird to me. And the new Xbox is coming out in November, according to what the word on the street is right now. <laughs> I get fine. Fuck it. I don't get <laughs> right. I I talk like I'm angry. I'm gonna get it. Well, they got to they got to tell you that because they bring up well, they've already bought up Master Chief, haven't they? The new yeah, Halo Infinite. Yeah, so you know they got to bring out the well. They're the probably mothership. obviously they're gonna try to because that Showtime series for Halo is coming out. Yes. So damn it. All right. Which actually, speaking of movies, Mario's getting another movie. Oh, Mario. Yeah, it's gonna be made by Illumination Studios, the guys who okay. did the Minions movies and Despicable Me. Is it gonna be cartoon or live action? I think it's gonna be animated. Animated, okay. animated, yeah. Good. I just so, want to make sure we didn't have John Leguizamo coming back. <laughs> now, can we still get Charles Martinet to voice Mario? Hmm. I mean, he voices Mario and Luigi, so yeah. I can bring both. Like you know, whatever. I don't care. But <laughs> you know, be the man. Be the I, man. And it might be wise to choose a different voice actor because let's just face it. I don't know if that Sonic the Hedgehog movie would have been as good if Jaleel White, you know, came back as Sonic as opposed to Ben Schwartz. Oh, the Sonic movie gets a bad rap, man. I actually watched it. And oh, I, I love that I movie. It. I that movie it. was great. It was it was good. Far, I don't know why it's getting a bad rap. Far better than it deserved to be, that's for sure. Yeah. Jim Carrey tried to carry that movie as much as he could. He did. And it is getting a sequel, so. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's thankfully. Maybe maybe this time, um, anywhere, movies will allow my, my movie to be transferred from my different platforms instead of dropping the title from it, period, for whatever reason. See, it's <laughs> voodoo. Y'all need to, if anybody from voodoo is listening to this, y'all need to fix that. Man, I have multi platforms with you guys, and I can't get my freaking Sonic on the, my regular other platforms. That's the only one I can't get on. Well, that's not only like, Scrooge is the same way, but whatever. Yeah, my I, need to fix I mean, that. my son is a Sonic super fan, my kids and, love Sonic. Yeah. and the movie came out on his birthday, so yeah, obviously, you know what we were doing. Yeah. He had a Sonic themed birthday party that day, uh, although yeah. actually, it was Knuckles themed. I like nice. to take that back. He had Sonic the year before. He wanted Knuckles the year after. Nice. So maybe it'll be Tails this year. Or Shadow. You yeah. like Shadow. So. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, it's. I didn't even. I just introduced him to this stuff and was like, if he doesn't like it, we'll never talk about it again. Yeah. And instead, he is my clone. And, and you, you mentioned. We mentioned um, Sonic the Hedgehog here. Now, I know we've mentioned before. About Sonic and Mario being in the same game together, but I still trying to get my head around how can Sonic, how can Mario be as fast as Sonic? It makes no sense. How can they compete against each other when Sonic should be like running circles around Mario? I'm gonna just quickly reference our Jurassic Park, <laughs> Jurassic World episode uh, here because plot. Because of plot. Like it, which is like it's not really a plot. It's in the Olympic Games, like. <laughs> Great, you win a gold medal, that's the plot. Like, that's the whole thing. But that kind of goes back to Mario. Like, whatever he has to do to win, he will do. He's like a, I don't know, he's a less broody version of Batman versus Nintendo. (laughs) Like, whatever I have to do to win, I'm going to do, damn it. That's right. You know, it would... He's a Batman and how... Gosh. Well, think about it. Like, he... He utilizes anything he can. Um, not afraid to go to the dark side, obviously, as we've mentioned, with his animal abuse, punching Yoshi in the back of the head, kicking him off cliffs, and kicking the shit out of Bowser's kids. Which, by the way, can't blame that completely on Mario, because Bowser's not exactly being father of the year. True. 
However, for all I know, I don't... Do those castles belong to the Mushroom Kingdom? Or, for all I know, like, because he's taken Peach back to his, like, lava lair in those games. Yeah. These might be Koopa territory that Mario's just like, no, you're going to conquer? No, you're not. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you know, or maybe he gave those to his kids as a gift, thinking hostilities had ceased, even though he didn't kill Mario for, I don't know, the hundreds time. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know. Like, they, you know, there's, there's a little bit of darkness there, but right. at the same time, Mario never starts it. That's true. But he does end it like it's very much like an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie after he jumps in, you right. know. I mean, I started, but I will definitely make sure I end it. Yes. Right. Like you can almost see the they drew first blood. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, he's he's good in that regard and clearly is kind enough with his enemies that after he throws them into a lava pit, he's just like, would you like to go have a go kart? There you go. Now, granted, I'm going to throw shells and shit at you the whole time. You can throw them back at me as well as put a banana peel out there. It's not going to run over and go... By the way, blue shells... <laughs> blue shells can kiss my ass. Like, I... Whenever those are the homing missile ones. Those are the ones that hit the person in the first place. Yes, yes. <laughs> and the worst part is, as the games went on, they started to taunt you more. Because they'll hover <laughs> over your head for a second. And you'll hear that fizz, yeah. that... And it's like, just hit me. You know, like, just, I heard it. I heard it launch. I can hear that as it's coming toward me. Just land it. Damn it. Nice. Yes. That ass-clenching fear you get on that third lap when you're at the finish line and you can hear it coming behind you. It's like, just let me cross. Right. Yeah. It's It's practically like, that's my video game equivalent of PTSD is that blue shell fizzy sound coming at me, that swoosh. Wow. Yep. Otherwise, uh, I'm pretty sure I still have blisters on my palms from some of the uh, control sticks. Occupational hazard, my friend. Occupational hazard. From the control stick swiveling games in the Mario Party, uh, the mini games, like the uh, thinking of that River Rapids game where it's three on one, you're controlling one side of the boat and your other three people are on the other side and you have to twist that. Which if you're playing against three other humans, you can't win. It's, I mean, you can, but if you're, that's if your friends suck at it and they don't (laughs) because they're seeing what you're doing. They're mimicking you. Like it's not going to work out. (laughs) Yeah. So it, it's interesting. The, I mean, God, there's nothing he can't do, and there's also no game I won't play of his. And, oddly enough, I think, well, technically not. No, i got to think about it, because I I was going to say Mario is the only franchise I think that Nintendo has not farmed out to another studio. Why would they? That's their cash cow, man. Well, they've even done it with Link, though, because Hyrule Warriors counts. That's Koei. Um, Namco, or... It's Koei, the same guys who did um, Dynasty Warriors. Right. It's That's their wheelhouse. Yeah. And you're not going to get a Dynasty Warriors Mario game, although that would be fun as hell, <laughs> truthfully. Just, See Mario in the center, right? 
punching the shit out of Goombas and hordes like left and right. I can see him with a uh, katana or with a samurai sword chasing after him, slicing him. That would be awesome. That would be pretty awesome. It's violent, but it'd be awesome. Fireballs, like, you know, just tossing those. Who needs a fireball? You got a sword. (laughs) That that would be pretty awesome. I'd, I'd love to see Mario go ham on that. Like, I, but. But yeah, that's the only one they have not. <laughs> exactly. It's the only. Uh, it's the only one they haven't farmed out. Like they farmed out Donkey Kong because Rare did Donkey Kong Country, and now Retro Studios I think does it. Okay. So that one's been farmed out twice. Uh, I don't know if they anybody did Donkey Kong Jungle Beat because, well, I don't know. I I kind of. Rock Band was as far as I went with peripherals. I was not going to do bongos. Okay. Don't like it. I got no rhythm for that. <laughs> I can do the other stuff. I, I can't. I say I've got no rhythm. I play DDR. There you go. Um, but <laughs> the. Um, no, I mean, Legend of Zelda got it. Metroid got it. Ninja Studios did Metroid Prime Other M. Or it was Metroid Other M, sorry. That was a terrible ass game. I can't remember if Nintendo did Metroid Prime. I think they farmed at least a couple of those out. Right. Uh, I mean, so a lot of their first party stuff though has been farmed out at one point or another because they're willing to give somebody a chance. I don't know if they'll do that again with Metroid after Other M. But Retro Studios has basically replicated the rare formula for Donkey Kong Country and made it fun. Um, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze and Donkey Kong Country Returns. But Mario will <laughs> never get that same treatment. He will forever be a Nintendo-only product as far I think, as I know. I think that's how it should Ex- be. Except for Squaresoft. I take that back. They Squaresoft got it with Super Mario RPG. I think that's how it should be. I mean, well, you know they had to go to Squaresoft for RPGs. They're right. Like, that's, their, gonna, that's their swim lane regardless. Yeah, I'd say you're not going to. Stay in your lane, damn it. Like, you're not going to get out of that. Exactly. But um, I think that the next, if there does a Mario World or not comes out, it should be Mario and, and Donkey Kong in a Mario World where they're not fighting the Koopas, where they're fighting some new, some new enemy, like a Zelda enemy or something. I, for the love of God, I wish they could bring King K. Rule back. I really do. He was a rare creation, so they can't do that anymore because Rare is owned by Microsoft. Mm. So, but somehow Nintendo can still use Donkey Kong, you know? So, like so it, basically, it, it will fall into Xbox Way. <laughs> which is... God. Well, I don't ever want to see King K. Rule in an Xbox game. Damn it. Like, it, he needs to be there for Donkey Kong. The fact that they got King K. Rule in Super Smash Bros. was great. Yeah. I've been wanting that for such a long time. Hell, they even got Banjo Kazooie though. Yeah, that's true. So, and that's also a rare. Yeah, Banjo. I remember those games back on Nintendo. Those were awesome. I love those games. I can still, I can run through those in a day, like you know, just in an evening. Right. Um. But, yeah, I'm kind of curious to see how they're gonna approach a new Mario movie though, because. No matter what they do, any effort can be better than the first one that came around. Well, if it's, I mean, if it's anime, then 
Yeah, it'll definitely be better. Or it should be better. I mean, you can't still mess up an anime. It's just, I, I, I don't want to see another live-action one until... I've seen too many live-actions that have been garbage lately. And I just don't want to see another live-action that's garbage. Yeah. The I first mean, the first Mario, like I said, I can watch it, but it, it wasn't a great movie. <laughs> the, the actors are... They had some outstanding actors for the time, but the movie... It lacks story. At least it looks like it was rushed. The story was rushed. Oh, yeah. Bob Hoskins is an amazing actor. Dennis Hopper is also a, a legendary. Mm-hmm. John Leguizamo was there. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. He's actually pretty good, too. Yeah. I, yeah. John Leguizamo's had a long career for a good reason. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Even if he was in The Happening. I just I got to throw it out there. That's a shitty part of his career that he probably wants to live down. Right. But then again, so does yeah. Which, by the way, I saw a cast for cast list for the Uncharted movie, and I got a little mad. Why is that? I don't know if you got my text about that or not. Um, I probably so, did. I just okay, didn't. for one, I like the casting of Tom Holland. I don't think he's quite Nathan Drake, but he's playing a young version of the character, so I don't care. Like he's got he's got the chops for one liners, like you know, because it's basically Spider Man and Indiana Jones crossed over, kind of. Right terms of that at least in comedic you know um but mark Wahlberg playing sullivan no (laughs) i just say no to that i know he was originally attached to play nathan drake and i'm so thankful that one didn't go through but (laughs) no no sully i'm sorry like (laughs) i do i now remember that now i do remember that rant that you gave yeah i saw that yeah yeah (laughs) it kind of I saw that and I'm like, Antonio Banderas is going to be in it. I'm happy with that. I'm assuming it's the villain. Kind of wish that wasn't the case, but uh, you know, he'll be badass at it. So continue forward. But oh, that Sully casting though, I'm a little. I know it's supposed to be younger versions of the characters, but shit, you you can do something different, right? Like. Honestly, Sully was always kind of like a Bruce Campbell's character in Burn Notice to me. Like, he knows what he's doing, but he's not the guy who's going to do it. Right, exactly. Yeah, he's not the guy who's going to get it done. Yeah. You know, like, and he has that same kind of bravado and swagger. You know, the always got a cigar in his mouth. You know, the that kind of confidence that comes from years of having gotten away with way too much that you're not exactly qualified for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm a little mad about that. <clears throat> but at the same time, I, I don't know what they're going to possibly do with a Mario movie aside from the usual, like, oh, Princess Peach got kidnapped. Yay. Maybe it'll be a different, maybe something a little better than that. I mean, yeah, like you said, it's probably that's probably how it's going to end or be anyways, but. Yeah. There's always hope. I I hope so. I mean, it seems like they're taking stuff a little more seriously nowadays, and with the success of the Sonic movie, they have to realize if you get the right people involved, you can do it. If you just have a little bit of respect and reverence for the source material, I can't say the Sonic movie had that, honestly. Jim Carrey was a fantastic Robotnik, but... Um, otherwise, I don't remember the rings being able to act as fucking portals to other dimensions. Right. But at the same time, it made more sense than using the rings, how they were supposed to be used. 
from right. the game. So there you go. I mean, I still fail to see how rings protect you from being blasted by lasers, but, <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> maybe that's just me. I, uh, and truthfully, they never give you a whole lot of backstory in the game, aside from the fact that Robotnik's capturing animals and putting them into robots as some kind of weird-ass R2-D2 situation that I can't figure out. The cartoon explains it. They, that's right, they do. There's there are three, two or three different cartoons for it. In, oh, Sonic Underground, I remember yeah. that one. The, Sonics, the Sonic cartoons explain what happens with that. But. Yeah, so they, they add a little bit to it, but... You know, otherwise, if you don't get that background, you're just like, hey, this is a hedgehog that's had way too much colloidal silver that keeps wrecking oil plants and shit. There you but, go. But yeah. Which I'm okay with. It kind of makes him an eco-terrorist. Right. <laughs> um, well, kind of ended that topic on Mario, I guess, and kind of jumped into... <laughs> so which one is your favorite Mario game? I've already told you, basically, I like the classic, and I like... Um, I didn't mention this, but I like the um, the Mario that was on the on the Nintendo sixty four. Yeah. my those are my favorites. Actually, I'm kind of struggling to come up with a favorite because I think um, I, it's kind of like a three way tie: Super Mario Bros. three, mm-hmm. Super Mario sixty four. Actually, I'm just gonna go ahead and give it to the Super Mario sixty four because otherwise, Super Mario World, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, Super Mario World was good, but I like the 64 version. Yeah, <clears throat> 64 version was just... like It's weird, because I can still... I know where everything is in that game still. I can warm it up, start a new file, have it complete before the end of the day. And it feels like it only takes like a couple minutes. Well, so then Nintendo 64, and, and, and for all you, you listeners out there, on the Tooth Man here, Cody, has a 64. Like He still has it connected to his display and Damn a lot right of people now i don't know about then a lot of people knew but now i don't know about the newer generation of kids that was one of the first backward compatible consoles that would even work with the sega system because at that time sega nintendo and sega were sort of one unit so you could you could i believe i could be wrong really? but i believe there was one of the genesis that you could plug that you could retro connect to the um 64 i never I believe I, I I could be wrong. I have to go back and check, but I, I think I think I think that's correct. But it was one of the first um, backward compatible dev- um, consoles that were that was created. Huh. Nintendo was ahead of its time for a lot of things. They just didn't always stretch stretch technology out like PlayStation did. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, so, so, if you notice on your sixty four, whenever you get a chance to look at it. There's yeah. a compartment that opens and allows you to plug in other things besides. That besides, um, I need to look at that. Sticks, yeah. Um, because <laughs> I I also have a Sega Genesis around here somewhere. Yeah. I I had, yeah, I still keep every, just about everything. I have a PlayStation Two in my room. I've got a PlayStation One in a cabinet somewhere. Um, yeah, I'm a fucking dork. I, <laughs> but happy to be one. Nothing wrong with that. No, I mean, it's, it was, you know, when you're an only child and there's not a whole lot of other kids that live around you, you got to find your entertainment from somewhere. And mine was in a video game, you know, like friends weren't always available to play, but as long as I had power and a controller, 
shit, I can do it. We should do a we should do a podcast on hidden gems, like games that we played that maybe no one else did. Like I would love that because mm-hmm. I've got a few that are. One of them is actually for the N sixty four. It's actually sitting right in front of it right now. I can see it from here. Um, there's two of them maybe that I have for the N sixty four that are like that. I got a mischief makers. If anybody has never played that game. Uh, or if you have, if you if you've played Mischief Makers on the Nintendo sixty four, please leave a comment because I would like to find somebody else who has. I've only known one other person who's ever played that game. Uh, and then, uh, Mystical Ninja starring Gomon, also another classic from those eras, which in some ways owe their freaking genesis to Mario. True. You know, like, once again, we're kind of at that point, everything, like, you could do in video games, like, an eight degrees of Kevin Bacon just with Mario, or the six, whatever whatever it is, how many degrees of Kevin Bacon just, you know, with Mario. So I'm going to correct myself, guys, because I just looked it up just to verify. So it wasn't technically backwards compatible, but you could play GameCube games and some Sega games on Nintendo 64. Really? Yeah, I just looked it up just to make sure I would... (laughs) <laughs> damn no I mean there's videos here. yeah okay that's what I'm saying I had to verify because because you, you guys are hearing me say that and you're fact checking me I'm like see the internet says it's not backwards compatible well I apologize it's not technically backwards compatible but you can link other systems to it truthfully I wouldn't mind getting fact checked because at least we know people are listening <laughs> uh, now the um, which actually we just recently hit the 400 download mark so Thank nice. you guys for contributing, listening. Definitely, um, guys. Thank you out there. Yeah. Warms warms this. Well, I can't say soul. I'm a ginger. But <laughs> warm, warms this old heart of mine to know that some people are getting some entertainment out of this. <laughs> um, but yeah. It, so I guess if we had to make a Magnificent Bastard this week, who would? You already know who it's going to go to, man. Yeah. I mean, this guy created the whole Nintendo universe. See, that's one of those. We've eliminated <laughs> we've eliminated people like this in the past because they are on a different level of godhood, but I think really there's no other way to go aside from Miyamoto. Who I gotta admit, when I was at E three and I got to see him in person, mm-hmm. that was like I I knew it was him. I fangirled real hard. Fangirled? Yes. Like, I, I got giddy as fuck, but I didn't get anywhere close to the man because I knew better. Right. You know, restraining orders and whatnot. But, but that's what it would have resulted in because I'd probably give him a big hug and be like, thank you for everything. And there you go. You know, the, but yeah, like, he is the magnificent bastard of gaming. He is, because he's had his hands not only Nintendo, but PlayStation like, early on. Um, he's had his hands in other other things as well. So, uh, yeah, I totally he, agree. He would be part of a gaming holy trinity. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the other two would be. I don't care. But it's <laughs> Kojima, maybe. Maybe. I mean, maybe. He, he manages to push the bounds in games a lot. Um, but other than that, I don't know who a third would be, so whatever. 
you know, but but Miyamoto is like, at the very least, if you got the Mount Rushmore of gaming, if he's not on it, you need to check your check yourself on that one. Right. Yeah, what he has contributed and the landscape he has shaped shaped everything from it. Like Atari killed the gaming industry in 1984. The or sorry, the crash of '83. And then we didn't get another home console again that was actually brought gaming back until 87 or 86 with the Famicom or the Nintendo. Mm -hmm. And with that, we got Mario. Mm -hmm. Arcades were dying. Gaming was dying. And Miyamoto gave us Mario. And everything changed. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. If you enjoy the PlayStation, the Xbox, Nintendo Switch... Thank Miyamoto, because he saved our ass on that one. Let's just say he named him Mario. I mean, he was still out in 81 as, as Donkey Kong's yeah. disgruntled. Well, I mean, he gave us that that platformer that everybody yeah. went apeshit for. CC, um, I agree. Yeah, so, and even at that, reviving gaming, that it's still a powerful industry 30 years later. Right. 40 years later, almost. Like, we're we're doing good. Right. You know, and we have him to thank for really bringing it back into the mainstream. So, Nintendo, uh, thank you for putting Miyamoto in the position to be the magnificent bastard he was always meant to be. Um, and Miyamoto, my God, keep that brain working, buddy, because <laughs> hasn't misfired yet. Or at least train the next generation. <laughs> anybody ever says virtual boy around you please don't take them seriously like the, we've all we've all managed to let that one go i forgot it about it been. to be honest it was it's one of those um you know what's funny about that people remember the cdi more than they remember the virtual boy oh dang and that is actually kind of sad because <laughs> they should both be confined to the dustbin of history but yeah, you mentioned that. i was like is that a mandela effect <laughs> 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 Yeah, there, there's a certain degree where I feel like Nintendo's had a vendetta. Or Nintendo's had a vendetta against me at certain points. Like the CDI was one of them, the Virtual Boy was another, and then, yeah, certain introductions of technology that they decided, eh, we'll let everyone else figure this out. Ah, oh, dude, you had to mention the Power Glove. What the? Oh God. Feel like a jackass in your own living room with the power glove. <laughs> or the light bazooka. <laughs> <laughs> the light bazooka at least gave us some good games. I mean, blasting Yoshi in the back of the head every now and then, that wasn't a Mario punch, but a gunshot was <laughs> somewhat gratifying, I guess. Or a Yoshi Safari. Oh, goodness. Um, yeah. It was... Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, gaming would not be what it is today without Mario. True. But Mario does still owe his power set a little bit to um, Pac-Man. Yeah. That, that star power is, is the... Um, That's the blinky dots. It's the blinky dots from, from Pac-Man. So we didn't mention Pac-Man at all. because we wanted to keep Atari separate up until now, but I had to mention that. Oh, yeah. I mean, and Pac-Man <laughs> was the arcade era. That the, the Atari port was trash. Yeah. Yeah. Which, ugh. There was so much about the Atari that didn't work, like the Purina Puppy Chow game or the Kool-Aid game. 
that they had oh, for it. That was the problem. That was why Nintendo was so successful is because they protected their damn source code. Atari did not. So you oh, got Atari yeah. games packaged in your fucking Wheaties. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. like That is true. It was so dumb. Oh, yeah. And then there came E.T. And that was the one. Yeah. I had that game, actually. I've played it, yeah. I had fallen in the well trying to float back up to the top. Which is stupid. You just raise your neck and he all of a sudden floats out. Nothing he ever did in the movie, by the way. I don't. How do they ever think they could make a game out of that? Like, Dude, it was a popular um, TV concept. I know. Our movie concept, they went with it, okay? They went with it. Yeah, they did. Damn. He phoned home. I, I believe that one was actually changed for the game as E.T. phoned in. Yeah, it was. That was, uh, yeah, it was a very... Well, I think the developers were even, like, they gave us, like, three weeks or something to develop it, and we're just like, make it, don't care. Right. No. <laughs> right. Wow. Yeah, so... <laughs> oh, goodness. You bring back memories, man. You bring back memories. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> that's that's part of the fun of this podcast, isn't it? We get to relive the memories that sometimes Ooh, we didn't want to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Freaking. Yeah. yeah, so Atari nearly killed the video game industry. Although it did give us Chuck E. Cheese. True, it did. Yeah. Uh, look that one up, kids, if you don't know that one. Nolan Bushnell, I believe, who helped create the Atari, also created Chuck E. Fucking Cheese. Wait, was it Nolan Bushnell? It was one of the founding members of Atari. Might not have been Bushnell. But, um, yeah, he <laughs> gave us Chuck E. Cheese and also crashed the video game industry by not protecting source code so anybody could make a game for it. And we got a whole bunch of unoriginal shovelware. There you go. So, hooray for us. And if you've ever played that Purina Puppy Chow game or the Kool-Aid game like I have, then... I never did. Thank I... I did play E.T. I commiserate with you. Because <laughs> I've also played E.T. <laughs> it belonged in that landfill in the desert they found it in. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. It really did. It the... Shit. <laughs> That's the kind of plastic you don't care about in a landfill. Um, yeah. It's... <laughs> but... Yeah. So... But that, that's one thing that has never disappointed, though, is a Mario game. Not that I can ever remember. Truthfully. There were some games I didn't like at first, but when I went back and replayed them, I enjoyed the hell out of them. I don't know why. Uh, I don't know what changed, but for some reason, Mario is that one that will never let you down. True, true. Though I myself have not played Mario in a while, um, but that's just, you know, I've become a console, I've become a non-console guy. I'm a PC guy right now, so. Yeah. Uh, I, I do enjoy PC gaming, but, I mean, honestly, I the only reason I got a, a PC that was half-decent was so I could play StarCraft 2. Oh, yep. Yep. That's, that's my jam right there. That's my Blizzard game. There you go. And, you know, sci-fi, so. And Jim Rayner. All right. <coughs> 
All right, we've we've dived a little bit too far off. Sneeze, um, man. <laughs> yeah, he allergic to sci-fi. What's yeah. the, No, you mentioned what's his face? Jim Rayner. There you go. Just waiting for the sneezing fit again. No, <laughs> it's itchy. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, we definitely give a salute to Nintendo and Mario for giving us one of the few characters that might be more recognized than Mickey Mouse. Uh, that is true. Yeah. That like, is true. And you make a, a Mario world now. You got a Disney world, make a Mario world. Oh my God, I'm going. <laughs> I don't give a shit how much it costs. I'm going to that. If they can make me Hyrule next, I'll go to... Yeah. God, you have the whole Nintendo Disney, Disney theme park. Hell yeah. I'm sorry, whole Nintendo theme park. Leave Disney right? out of it. If don't you can give me Disney. a minecart roller coaster for a Donkey Kong section, that would be the greatest day of my give life. Give me a minecart. Yeah, give me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. But give me a go kart or whatever you call cart um, oh, yeah. arena itself. Mario Kart. Mario Kart Arena. Heck yeah. Be a good bit of revenge. Donkey Kong Island with the freaking heck yeah. Hopefully, though, when you get hit with shells in that one, you don't flip uncontrollably like in the games. Uh, otherwise, that's going to be shut down real fast. Get in Mario Golf Land. Shoot. Man, you got to see However, making business plans right now. I'm, I can guarantee if they ever do add in a Mario Kart arena, though, I'm going to be giving that Luigi Death Stare when I pass people. I'm definitely doing that. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Mario Kart 8, just watching that. There you go. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, so to a character who has starred in over 200 games, to a character who has also appeared in hundreds more than that, uh, we salute you, and Miyamoto, we forever owe you our early childhoods for that. Yes, thank you. Um, and to that... No matter how much I rag on Nintendo, I always keep coming back for their first-party games. <laughs> uh, they they deserve every nickel that they get because their games, quite simply, are for everybody. You know, they, they want to make the experience a fun one. Yes. And it truly shows in their work, and it will stand the test of time because I don't know a single person who wouldn't go back and that is true. Um, but yeah, on that note, as always, I'm Cody, and here with me... Ray BG. And uh, hope you guys enjoyed listening to, well, the uh, closest thing we have to a gaming god in Mario. And uh, hope you guys stay safe out there, and uh, come back and see us soon. Bye, guys. <laughs>